0: Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Although representing roughly 5% of the population, a recent study showed that as many as 23% of entrepreneurs are diagnosed with or show ADHD traits. That's a huge overrepresentation. Today, I have with me Elle O'Flaherty, who is going to be talking about these things. She is the founder of Interlace Solutions Coaching. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's a real pleasure.
0: Absolutely. So, first off, um, I kind of know what ADHD, but what actually is that
1: acronym stand for? Well, so it's a terrible name. I'm going to say that first. It stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Um, What it implies is that ADHD folks have a lack of attention, but really we have situationally variable attention. So, if something, our brains are interest based. So if something is interesting, we lock on and can hyper-focus for hours. If something isn't interesting to our brain, then that's when we start having some challenges. Wow. Okay. So
0: lots of brain science going on there. (laughs) And you've created a business model around a lot of that. Not entirely, it sounds like, but uh, you do some coaching and leadership coaching, career coaching. You're an uh, ICF-accredited Uh, executive coach as well. So tell me a little bit about your business and and how you got into doing what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, my background is I was uh, in the legal field for almost 20 years. I was a practicing attorney and of course, undiagnosed with ADHD. So um, I was working with my team and doing a lot of coaching with them as part of my my previous job. um, And I just found it was what I really loved. So I pivoted to being a career coach and an executive coach, but as an ADHD person, I just saw this real gap. Um, Many of us get diagnosed and we aren't told that much about our brains and we aren't really given the tools to work with our brains. So now I help a lot of, especially uh, professionals and executives to uh, work with their brain in a way that makes sense. And I think of it like being left-handed, not a good or a bad thing, but a lot of the world just isn't built for left-handed people. So it, I think it's pretty similar with ADHD brains. But even at 23% of entrepreneurs, that's still
0: a huge amount. How Tell me how this manifests in, in businesses and with the work that you know the business owners and leaders do.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, many things come with ADHD. It's not just about attention. It's also... Um, We are, our brains are much more keyed towards action and we tend to have um, less risk aversion. So we like to act. We don't worry as much about the risks, which sounds a lot like, you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners. Um, And so we're well suited to it. We're also very uh, creative. We tend to be able to solve problems. Um, So all of these things make for very successful entrepreneurs with the right supports. Um, And it's, Interesting because we think of entrepreneurs like opening sort of a traditional business often, um, but about a quarter of attorneys are also ADHD, and mm. you know many attorneys of course go on to open their own practices and or be a solo practitioner. Um, so we're really well suited for this kind of work, and we're great at coming up with new ideas and workarounds, which everyone in small business knows those things come up, um, and so it can be really. Great. The challenge sometimes is the admin side of things, sort of the nitty gritty that keeps things going. Um, and if we are, for instance, in startups, the challenge can be working with other folks who aren't as used to the ADHD brain. Um, but uh, yeah, you see us overrepresented in anything like that. that takes creativity and guts, basically. So 50 things coming at you fast is good for an ADHD brain. Um, interestingly, We're also hugely represented in folks who work in emergency rooms in hospitals. So, (laughs) yes, very well suited. All
0: right. And so, when you say an
1: ADHD brain, talk to me a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Um, So, the structure of our brains is a bit different. And I'll try not to go too far into the sciencey bit. Um, But basically, the way that we uh, take up neurotransmitters and the way that we experience dopamine and a few other fun things in our brains is different than. than neurotypical people. So we are essentially always chasing dopamine because we experience it. You know, that's a feel good hormone in your brain or transmitter in your brain. And uh, so we don't feel it as much as neurotypical people. So we're really looking for like that exciting thing that gives our our brain a bang. That's very interesting. So probably a side note,
0: does, does ADHD lead to addictions if there's that constant seek for
1: dopamine? Unfortunately, yes. We also, uh, many of us, of course, everyone's different. Um, but yes, there is a higher incidence of substance use disorder with folks who are ADHD. Um, it also means we tend to experience our emotions more, uh, more strongly than neurotypical people. So the good and the bad. So sometimes we have trouble regulating our emotions, which of course in the workplace can be a challenge also. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting to be very far reaching. It also includes things like uh, we tend to bump into things because a lot of us have trouble understanding exactly where our body is in space. So it really is encompasses the whole person in lots of different ways. So if you're clumsy, you might have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> or you might just have, be having an off day. <laughs> right, right, right,
0: right, right. Okay, so, so tell me um, a little bit about the characteristics of the leaders and how you work specifically with those characteristics
1: to help people, you know, just be, bring out their best. Absolutely. Um, So the characteristics of an ADHD leader tend to be things like um, lots and lots of big ideas. We put connections together that most people aren't able to see. So lots of ideas, very, very fast working brain. Um, We get really excited about new things and so very enthusiastic often very positive uh which can all be great things and so some uh famous people for instance that uh we believe may have been ADHD include Albert Einstein um Thomas Edison lots of inventors that everyone knows about so um plenty of famous people have had this and it's it's a huge huge benefit but on the other end if you've ever seen a picture of Albert Einstein's office Bit of a mess. <laughs> so um big ideas hard to focus on the the granular kind of back end stuff. Okay. And how do you work
0: with these these leaders and to bring out their best selves?
1: Absolutely. Well, the first thing I do is unteaching them. Um because ADHD people usually it can be misinterpreted. Uh, folks who are ADHD neurotypical people sometimes misinterpret it as being lazy or irresponsible. And by the time the average ADHD person is 14, they've received an additional 20,000 negative messages about themselves. Hmm. So a lot in the beginning is focusing on their strengths and unlearning some of this sort of uh, negative self-talk that they've internalized. Then it's also um, helping with lots of supportive tools and systems. So, for instance, if a person is having, you know, having trouble structuring their day, having trouble getting started in the morning, um, organization, all sorts of things. And also for folks who are in these leadership positions, understanding how to communicate with folks of every brain type and personality, so that it's, uh, you know, you lose some of that friction in your team. So it sounds like if you're a woman and
0: we get a ton of extra negative messages at growing up and ADHD, you might have a double whammy there.
1: Absolutely. Women, uh, people of color, folks who have uh, outward disabilities, anyone in these groups. Absolutely. It can be, um, I mean, by the time most people come to me, they've been traumatized, honestly, and they have the most horrible uh, self-talk that you can imagine. So tell me about your background. I I know you told me
0: a little bit about, you know, you were in the law field and that you were also diagnosed here. Tell me about your background in learning about all of this brain science.
1: Well, so um, to be a certified ADHD coach, to be any kind of a coach, most people seek out um, International Coaching Federation certification. Being an ADHD coach is a specific kind of coaching um so i've been trained in other types as well and then it usually takes between 18 months and two years to be fully certified in adhd it's really extensive it's um you know hours and hours of coursework every week so i've just i've been learning along the way i also am very interested in propping up this community and helping other people understand us so i work with a um, a professor a re- research partner and we um give presentations and and write about some of the different ways that ADHD impacts. So it's, I know it's a hard pivot from being an attorney, um, but it's really my passion. So I just, I read everything and get my hands on basically. Okay. So can you give me an example, a success
0: story, obviously without telling us who the person is, but can you give us a success story so we have an idea of how this works?
1: So um, I had one client who was in the C-suite and they were in a position where they were um, being undervalued and they were uh, having miscommunications and difficulties with their, um, their colleagues. And so we started working on two different areas. One was helping them to be more productive. Uh, so that their colleagues could see their value and see their outcome um, and communicating some of that value and productivity. So we worked on that with sort of their their daily schedule and some of those supports at the same time, we started reimagining their career because it became apparent that this was just not a supportive and healthy work environment for them. Uh, so, this person felt really trapped. Again, that negative messaging can make people think that they aren't qualified for other positions or that they can't pivot. Um, and I encourage them, there's there's really useful networking tools, for instance, that I teach people. And this person ended up, I requested that they reach out to two people each week and they happened to reach out to someone which led to a, a pretty major C-suite job for a very well-known organization that you would definitely know. Um, And this person now is just so much happier and feels valued. They got a clean start. Um, So part of it, I mean, I always say that we're peddlers of hope. A lot of it is just making people understand that they are not trapped, that there's plenty of hope and they can, you know, have agency over their lives. And so do you do most of your work
0: with individuals or within companies?
1: Good questions. Um, I do both. And so uh, right now I've had a real... um, quite a few clients from some big law firms that have hired me to help because of this overrepresentation with lawyers, for instance, and because their work is so, you know, billable hours, like it, this hard metrics, you you either you do it or you don't. Um, and so helping some of their associates and partners to be more productive and hit those targets better while also hopefully enjoying their career more. Um, So I work a lot with individuals and I also work with organizations, Um, but I, one of my passions is really, I do a lot of professional speaking because I want to get this message out there. Most people just don't know much about ADHD. And um, I just saw a study where neurotypical people, when they were asked that, like how they feel about what they associate with ADHD, about 96% of the respondents had negative associations.
0: Mm. Um,
1: So I really, really want to change that, which is why I'm so glad to be here talking to you. Absolutely. 96%. That's incredible. Is there anything else yeah. you can share about that particular survey? Um, yes. So I can say that, in uh, well, it was really interesting. There are two different surveys that I, I read. That one was talking about sort of general perceptions, the other one was about, um, for instance, how professors in colleges perceive ADHD folks, and more than half of them. Uh, felt that their ADHD students weren't going to make as good grades without any foundation or knowledge about that person. Um, and this is covered by the Americans with Disabilities Act. So workplaces and um, and schools are required to prov- you know, make accommodations. And sorry, I love surveys and I love these kinds of things. But uh, another one was saying that so only, uh, I'm sorry, 68% of ADHD people in an average do not ever disclose that they're ADHD in the workplace and school anywhere. Of those who said they did disclose, half in the workplace said they were either fired, they missed out on a promotion, they um did not receive the accommodation that they asked for and so there're really significant negative repercussions to this stereotype about us. That's well, that's illegal to fire somebody for that reason. Yep. <laughs>
0: Especially if they have the skills. Now, I do know with you know hyper small businesses under a certain size that they they aren't required by law to make accommodations. I don't remember. I, I think it may vary by state even. But you know, very small, you know, micro businesses because it can be a, a financial hardship. Don't always aren't always required to. But generally, once you start getting like million and over, those those companies are required to make accommodations. So that's fascinating.
1: You were going to say? Yeah, it's terrible. And it's also, it's interesting because if you can um, get folks interested and engaged and basically create an environment where they can thrive, like these are your rock stars. These are the people who, when we're hyper-focused, we do not notice time get passing by and we are unbelievably productive. So these are people who might have like a 12-hour day where they finish as much work as someone else would do in two or three weeks. so it really I mean it's it benefits the company. These are your shining stars that are maybe just not being supported. Awesome. So how can we learn a little bit more about your your business and you? How can our listeners find you after the show? Um so my website is www.interlacesolutions.com. And, uh, folks can go on there and schedule a consultation if they're interested. Um, I, it's actually a coaching firm. So I have folks across the country who, uh, work for me. All of my ADHD coaches are also members of the community, which I personally, I think is important to really get this. Um, and yeah, or I'm also very active on LinkedIn and I'm always happy to talk in any way that I can support folks, including, um, you know, Lots of partners will reach out to me of ADHD folks. Um, I more and more are working with couples just to help them understand each other and figure out ways to work together. Um, So yeah, I do a lot of that and also partners in the business sense. So folks who have started a business, Um, because it's interesting. If you have one person who's ADHD, who's like, has all these big ideas and are, you know, or really chug it along and you have another person who's good at sort of the um implementation and nitty-gritty, those partnerships are incredible.
0: So you actually work a little bit more than just with individuals, you work with partnerships as well. Like for instance, yep. you know, people and that are in business together.
1: Absolutely. Teams, um, executive teams. Yeah, I I help to kind of smooth that and make sure everyone's getting what they need out of it and also that it's really humming along. Um, it's fun. It's so neat to see the difference that you can make from day one to the end of a relationship. This is uh, great information, great content. Um, I love that you're sharing. It.
0: I love that you're advocating for the ADHD community and you have been a great resource. We will make sure that all that information is in your show notes. Um, the very last thing I'd like to do is give it a shout out to another JMU grad. I am too. <laughs> yay, you i noticed oh, that in, awesome. i know i noticed that in
1: your bio i was like yes we have that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun yeah, yeah um yay virginia school <laughs> absolutely thank you for being here today Elle. <laughs> thank you so much for having me and and for being an ally i really appreciate you uh letting me talk to your audience about this absolutely
0: Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.